This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Sportsbook Podcast. I'm Dan Roberts, and we recently at Yahoo Finance had our latest All Markets Summit. We've been ramping up the pace of these. We've done five in a little over a year. And these are all-day summits where we bring together all kinds of great minds in business, CEOs, commentators, consultants, entrepreneurs, founders, and of course, you know that I always have to infuse them with a sports flavor. So we've been lucky enough to have Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred at one of these summits. We also had the Commissioner of the NHL, also the Major League Soccer Commissioner. And at our most recent summit on September 20th, we had Martellus Bennett, former tight end for the New England Patriots, the Packers, and other teams, and a Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. Now our loyal listeners will remember that Marty Bennett was just on this podcast in April. But at the summit in September, we got into a lot of new ground. Uh, we had a great, interesting, wild at times interview. Uh, we ended the day with Marty, and the in person audience was rolling. They loved it, they were laughing. Uh, Marty kind of says whatever he wants, which I appreciate and respect. We went to sit down on stage, and he started by grabbing one of the flowers out of the vase on the table and smelling it. And he said, Not enough people take time to smell the flowers. So all that was great, and I thought it was worth sharing the full interview on the podcast. Uh, Now, before we just play the full audio for you, I will say a few things and and give you my highlights. Uh, Interesting to hear Marty say basically that he doesn't want to be known as a former NFL player. He doesn't want that to be the first association people have. And of course, the instant response, and not just to skeptics, but you know, realistically, people think, well, good luck with that. Because when you have been a prominent person in the NFL, I mean, it's one thing if you were just kind of a tackle and then you create this new business life for yourself after the league. But when you were a tight end, someone so visible, and he is huge and he was good, and you won a Super Bowl, and you had a time when you know people really knew you as a player, you are going to be known for that for a long time to come. It's a tall task to become more identified with something else. But that is what he's determined to do. He said, if I die and you remember me as an athlete, I failed at life. He said, football is only a small part of your life. We know that's true. If I die at 75 years old and my legacy is tied to three and a half to 10 years of my life, I didn't do a good job. So that's interesting. And so you might wonder, well, what does he want to be known for? The answer is his company, the Imagination Agency. Uh, He started the company while he was still playing football in 2014. And it made its first animated short in 2015, featuring the voices of Bennett himself, Carrie Champion, the ESPN personality, and Asher Roth, the rapper. Uh, it's a cute film. We link to it online. It's called Zuvi, a warm and funny, a warm and fuzzy tale. There you go, tale, T-A-L-E. Uh, and it is, it is cute. And I think the more interesting part of this, Martellus Bennett, a former NFL player, is really an animation guy. He wants to be known for what his company makes. He's a maker. He wants to be known for his children's content. They do animated series and animated shorts. They also have a bunch of children's books with the character AJ, who is based on his daughter. And they have some terrific interactive storybook apps. And I can say firsthand, uh, I'm happy to share, you know, my niece, my sister's daughter, loves the Hey AJ uh, app. She plays with it and moves the characters around. It's all very cute to watch. So give him a lot of credit. I mean, this is not at all the usual story we hear from retired NFL players. We talk about how they're getting into broadcasting or they start a clothing line. Fine. And you know, I'm not knocking any of those endeavors. They open up a restaurant or they appear in ads for household products that you know. They become endorsers. 
I can't think of many guys who have done what Bennett is doing, which is to go into content, specifically children's content and animation. The closest example, you know, Derek Jeter created the Players' Tribune, which has become a very popular uh, website and media platform where a lot of athletes choose to break their news. But also Jeter is already back in baseball in a professional sense because he owns the Marlins. And that's really a news site. I mean, this what Martellus Bennett is doing is just completely different. Uh, and I think he's really interesting. You know, a lot of people have called him the most creative guy uh, in the NFL while he was still playing, and now he's out of the NFL. I also thought the interview was worthwhile for his business insights, especially as it relates to the way children now consume content. Uh, here's what he said. He said, it used to be that everyone was thinking about how you be on the big screen. Uh, you used to think you had to be on TV or on a movie theater, and that's the big screen. But now my big screen is in your pocket. The thing I like most about the mobile device is it does something the TV can't do. You can touch it. Which may seem obvious, but it doesn't really get talked about often enough. I mean, a TV show, a streaming show, a streaming series on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime, that is where cultural conversations happen now, more so than big blockbuster movies, although there are exceptions. We know that much. But then, even already displacing and disrupting the television series is everything you can do on your phone, things that are interactive, things that you can swipe. You know, he made the point that when his daughter uh, sees something, you know, in Blue's Clues and she can't swipe it with her fingers, she says, well, the swiper's not working. It's like, yeah, kids are used to using things on an iPad or a phone, a tablet, things they can swipe and touch and feel. And I guarantee you Apple is going to go in that direction soon and try and have some kind of touchable, clickable TV of its own. That's what everyone expects. You know, maybe it'll look like a giant iPad that sits on the wall. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to talk for much longer and bore you. I want all of you to hear what Martellus Bennett had to say at our Yahoo Finance All Markets Summit on September 20th. We are playing basically the full interview for you and one short word of warning. As I said, Marty kind of says whatever he wants, which I appreciated. That included the word shit a lot. So if you do not want to hear that, warning, because the S word appears a number of times. But you know what? We're all adults here, so we're going to leave it. And by the way, if you want to watch the video of Marty and not just get the great audio, or if you want to watch the videos of any of our great interviews from our All Markets Summits, you can go to yahoofinanceams.com. At that website, we stream our live events and we have the great clips of our interesting interviews. And there were quite a few juicy interviews at our latest summit. So yahoofinanceams.com. Check that out when you're not in the car listening to the Sportsbook Podcast. All right, here's my interview with Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett is here, or Marty. Is that okay, right? Marty is the name on the on Yeah, the I get called lots of things, so it's okay wherever you call me. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone who's been here all day. I hope you guys have been having fun. Uh, Marty, since leaving the NFL, you have taken such an interesting path, creatively, business-wise. Why don't you just, just give everyone kind of the walkthrough oh, after, yeah, so we, after we smell the flowers? Sometimes we just don't spend enough time smelling the flowers in life, right? <laughs> And I just want to make sure anytime I see flowers, I at least smell them. Like, I buy my wife flowers on regular days just to make her friends so jealous that she has a great husband. <laughs> That's the only reason I do it. But, yeah, so I, uh, I, I started a company while I was playing football called Imagination Agency, and I do lots of different things in multimedia. Mainly, I am the voice of the youth that doesn't get to see themselves in the, the media they consume, which is kids of color. So I try to tell their stories, and I focus on the stories, and not this is kind of awkward. Um, 
I try to focus on their stories and not the color of their skin so just the world can see how awesome they are because I feel like those stories need to be told, not only for those kids to be able to see themselves, but for the rest of the world to be able to see those kids in that light. And I also do some advertisement stuff on the side, writing commercials for people from time to time. Um, I make music um, and clothes and it's a lot. all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I just make, I try to make things as often as possible. I just love making stuff. So I'm a maker and I make things. I make shit happen. <laughs> yeah. Good. And I left football to do it full time because football was really getting in the way of me making cool shit. Mm. Let's drill down with the imagination agency. You got books, there's an app or maybe there's two apps. apps. There's apps. There's a animated series now. Tell me everything within the imagination agency umbrella. I don't think we have enough time. I'm looking at the clock. <laughs> and now the, the way to put it is the imagination agency does a lot of awesome shit. Right, and there you go. So we, do, so we do animation, we do um, interactive storybook apps, which are the best ones in the market. If you want to buy it, you can just go look at Hey AJ in the app store and you can uh, cop those. We'll also make uh, cop means buy in my community, just, let you, just in case you guys didn't know what I meant by saying cop. And, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just try to tell stories all the time. So children's books, I got my next book comes out in January called Dear Black Boy. And I like to look at it as the black version of All the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. So like now I, could, I, was, I was known as the black Willy Wonka. Now I could be known as the black Dr. Seuss. So <laughs> I'm just nailing them all down as I go down the list. Uh, you said that you started the Imagination Agency while you were still playing in the NFL. Yes, I did right. say that. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, where was the, where was the inspiration? And then at what point did you say, I actually want to focus on this? I, I think, I, you know, I have more passion for this than for football. Good question, Dan. Um, so uh, 2014, we had this, I had a daughter come into the world who's very, very awesome. Her name is Jet, and AJ is based on her. Hey, AJ is based on my daughter. And when I had my daughter, I started thinking about, like, what, what was she dreaming? What would she want to be when she grew up? Then I started thinking about what all my dreams were as a kid as well. And I'm like, man, you know what? I used to want to be an astronaut. I want to be a ninja. Football never popped up in the, the realm of things I wanted to be. Like, what? Football player? Hell no. Nah. I want to go slay dragons and, you know, do wizards and be magical and shit like that. But then I ended up playing football, which isn't as magical. But you have magical moments like winning Super Bowls and shit like that. So when my daughter was born, I'm like, um, so what would she want to be when she grew up? And I started thinking about that. Then I was like, how can I tell her that she could be anything in the world that she wants to be if I don't go out and be everything that I ever want to be in the world? So that's when I started Imagination Agency in 2014, and I got serious in making things. I did my first film called Zuvi, A Warm and Fuzzy Tale, which is a very cute name if I do say so myself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, which I just started reading these books, and I was just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to make a movie. I always wanted to do anything. Animation. I love animation, and I'm going to just read these books, and I just made this first film, which is good, but it also sucks because it was a, less, a, a lesson learned. You know, it's like paying to go to college again. The first time, well, the first time it was free, so the universe got this money back from me. I paid for my scholarship. <laughs> Thanks, A&M. And um, from then, it was just like I started making stuff, and I wanted to be an example for her that she could be anything that she wanted to be in the world. Now, the second part of your question, in February, I went to Japan, which is this amazing place. And it was just fascinating. I really loved it. And I went by myself for 10 days on like a spiritual pilgrimage after the season was over. And I always felt connected to Japan, but I never went. So I finally got my, I finally went over there. My wife's like, just go by yourself. My brother was supposed to go, but then he started inviting other mother, can I say motherfuckers? Ah. All right, so I won't he say said that. It. So my brother started inviting other, 
other people along, and I was just like, I don't know if I want to go to Japan with just all these random people, because it was kind of sacred to me. I had never been. I want to go. I love, you know, Hayao Miyazaki, and I mm -hmm. grew up on... Spirited Away. Yeah, Spirited love Away, that. all those films. I grew up on all those films, and I was like, all right, my wife's like, why don't you just go by yourself? I'm like, cool, shit, I'm going to go to Japan by myself. So I got on a plane, I went to Japan, and I had this amazing moment. I met all these people who loved every part of what they did. Right, they just loved everything. Like whether it's my tour, the guy, the lady hero who was showing me around, she loved being a tour guide. Like she's like, I love this. I'm so happy every day. And I saw her. I felt like she was cheating on me when I left because I saw her in the lobby and she was meeting somebody else to take them out. And I was just like, what happened? What? I thought we had a bond. Uh -huh. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so I I went down there and everyone loved what they do. And I started thinking about like, man. Football, I don't love every single part of it, right? Playing the games is fun, practicing is fun, everything else is bullshit. And, and the risk, you know, of Practice is fun? Practice is, playing football is fun. The meetings and all the other stuff they do in football, all because I get to work at 6.30 in football, and we usually leave around 5. Most people think we just show up and go and play football, but it's like this long day of these boring meetings where coaches tell you to run to the left and run to the right and saying that you should have stepped six inches to your right instead of three inches to your right, and that's why the play didn't work. And you're like, all right, that's some bullshit, coach. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so everybody loved what they did, and I was like, man, what do I love as much as all these people here that I met love the way they love their passion, their work. What is my life's work? And football is not my life works. Creativity is. So that will really push me into retirement and going into doing it full sprint, full, full circle, full time. So thank you, Japan. There you go. Wow. Arigato. I learned that when I was there. Japan, crucial in the Martellus Bennett story. Yeah, it's crucial wow. in my life. I wouldn't go back, though. That's I it? did everything. Everything I wanted Done. to do, I did it. I, I prayed to all the gods. I, <laughs> I literally okay. did. I went to all the Shinto shrines. I did everything. I was very in the moment. And then one time, the lady, she's like, do you like chicken? I was like, shit. In my culture, my people are known for liking chicken. Yeah, I love chicken. I was right in my alley. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get to foreign places, you want anything that feels familiar to eat. So we go, she's like, oh, great, yeah, I'm gonna take you to this great spot. The chicken's delicious. And I was like, yeah, I love the thigh, I love the wing, I love the breast. You know, I eat the drum. I'm not a big fan of the drum, but I will eat the drum from time to time. You know what I'm saying? Drumstick is last on my list. It goes wing to breast and then thigh, you know what I'm saying? So um, anyway, we get to this chicken spot and we get there and it's like chicken gizzard, chicken beet, uh, chicken uh -huh. feet. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> This ain't the type of chicken we like. We like fried chicken. Like, I <laughs> but I tried it. I tried the chicken gizzard. Yep. It was disgusting, but I tried it. Okay. You know, and um, but I was just out there, just trying everything. Like, I went to the sushi spot. I'm oh, sorry, this is not what this is about. But <laughs> so if you haven't been, I'll rein you in if I have to. Yeah, if you haven't been to Japan, Japan is amazing. So they have this. Have you ever dreamed to watch this documentary called Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yes. I love to watch documentaries about people who love what they do. I just like people who who love what they do. I like talking to people who love their jobs. And there's not very many people who love what they do the way that, especially in America, most people have these jobs, they just do them, but they don't love it. And I just like, but when I watch documentaries who people talk about like food they make, like Top Chef and all those things, I just love watching those shows because I like passionate people. You never so, felt that way in the NFL? No. I like the stiff form people. You know what I'm saying? But I never loved everything about the food. I was a... I wasn't going to eat the shit sandwich every single day in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I had enough shit sandwiches, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, now you got the Super Bowl ring, so. Yeah, but, you know, that's a shit sandwich, too. Why? Yeah, I mean, it's just a sandwich with sprinkles. 
It's still the okay. same sandwich, you know okay. what I'm saying? They just, uh -huh. they, got, they just dropped confetti on you, which is okay. kind of cool. And I want it in my hometown, but you know, if you want a shit sandwich with sprinkles, go play for a Super Bowl. Wow. And, um, okay, let's talk about the company. Let's oh wait, oh wait, one more time. Let me tell you about the sushi though. So I go to the spot, I go by the spot by myself, and I'm a, I like sushi, I think of sushi, I think of like salmon, you know, like big belly tuna, shit like that, like the, the normal people's sushi. I get to this place, and it says, they walk in, first of all, there's only six people in there, you can't get a reservation until like December right now. So I go, in, well, December next year. Okay. And so I go in there, I sit down, and he's like, oh, sushi, he's like, any allergies? If he asks you that, say yes, because this is your way to cop out of not eating some shit. So I go in there, I sit down, and he starts bringing out the sushi and all this stuff. So first it was like, oh, salmon. I'm like, oh, yeah, good. Mmm, delicious. You know what I'm saying? Then he got to, like, big belly tuna. I'm like, great. Then it was like, sea urchin. Oh. And then it was like, heart of clam. I was like, I didn't know clams had hearts. And I don't want to eat the, that's the only thing I didn't try. I didn't want to eat the heart of another creature, because that would just make me bill off of um, the vampire show, True Blood. Uh -huh. And I didn't want to do that. And so, but I tried everything, and it got so bad that I couldn't really let anything settle in my stomach, so I felt like all the fish were still swimming in me. So I went straight to the hotel, and I got the most American thing I could get, apple pie and ice cream. Nice. And I felt better about myself after that. But it was an adventure. Was, that I, sounds I, like an adventure. I even ate octopus, which I felt bad because it's my favorite creature. And it's like, so tasty. Eating, it's like eating your dog. No. That's how much I love octopus. The way people love their dogs, I love octopi. It's octopi, the plural sound for, although they yeah, cancel that, it's octopuses now. It's just weird to say octopuses. It's not octopi? No, they die. it's still cacti, though. It's not cactuses. Uh -huh. Anyway, uh, all right. Okay. The business. The business. Marty, in April, uh, you told us that you want the company, Imagination Agency, to be like a Disney. You said you were modeling it after Disney. The Black Walt Disney. The Black Willy Wonka, Black Dr. Seuss, and Black Walt Disney. Yeah, what's yeah. the, uh, what's the pie in the sky vision there? I changed it, though. I started studying Disney a lot, and there's a lot of things that they do that I like. So basically what I do, I try to steal and take from different companies, and then I find those methods and I add it to mine. So it's like, it's new age media. And a lot of times people try to build a Disney, but they try to do what Disney did when Disney was Disney. He was a pioneer of the craft, like the first animated films, those things right now. So to try to do it the same way that he did would be wrong. But in the future, what would kids be and how would media roll? So now you think about, you used to think that you had to be on TV or the movie theater, that's the big screen. But now my big screen is in your pocket, mm -hmm. right? So now how do I create a media company? I call it Pocket Entertainment, which is funny because you just pull the pocket, eh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you get it, right? So how do you, I get this? How do I make this into my big screen? And the thing I like most about the mobile device is it does something that the TV can't. You could touch it. So like when my daughter watched Dora Explorer and she's like, which way the swiper went? Swiper, no swiping. Then you have to stand there for a blank second. On a phone, she could actually touch Dora right. and move her in that direction. But not on so say, TV. Not on TV. And then like you could build an entertainment center uh, network where it's not only just TV, but it's games, it's multiple things in one space. So that's like the ultimate goal, to build an ecosystem to be able to push kids from you know, interactive story apps to games to cartoons to shows. And it's all these characters will develop and you can play the games with the characters that you love in the books and you can watch the shows, but they don't have to leave, they don't have to, leave to go to it. So right now if I make an app and I have the book, I have to push The them. book on the app is great. I mean, my niece used it and she's moving the characters around. That's great. Yeah. That's great, I love it. It's really innovative. Yeah, to make sure you tell, your, tell her to tell her friends to buy them. Y'all tell y'all friends to buy my apps. She, she's four, so I don't know if she's going to tell her friends yet. But oh, yeah, she's definitely going to tell her. My daughter does it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, 
Hey, Jack, go tell the parents what? over there. You guys know about AJ? My what? dad made it. That's what she says. <laughs> nice. You got to teach them young. I'm raising a hustler. I don't want to raise a worker bee. There you go. No. Uh, Marty, this is so different from what pro athletes usually do after they retire. Like, I mean, we interview former NFL guys a lot and former NBA guys. Yeah, they all either do broadcasting or they want to slap their name on a restaurant or maybe they do a clothing line or some kind of deal like that or they do nothing for a while or they lose a lot of money real fast, but you don't often see creating a content company. I mean, did you talk to any other pro athletes when you set out on this? Are there guys that you consult and you think have done a good job in business after sports or you're just kind of out there on your own? No, I think that... I mean, I probably will go broke at some point because I, I, I fund all my own ideas, but I always feel like Eli Musk went broke and he made a billion again, so I could do it too. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I don't really, um, I don't think the difference between me and most athletes is they don't really make anything, right? They put their name on things that other people make. I write the stories, I draw the characters, I develop, like the user experience on the app, I built that with sticky notes, you know what I'm saying? So like everything is that you do that comes out of my company, it came from this, this thing right here, uh, and then these hands. So like I pick out the paper for the books, like I got in an argument with someone the other day because I didn't like the way the die landed on the paper, you know what I'm saying? It's like, why would I just print, it's ugly. So, so I pick out everything, that's the difference between me and everybody. Like I was telling somebody right now, like LeBron's doing a great job right now, but it's always produced by, produced by, produced by. So mm. he's using his money to produce things and get things out there. It's never created by or written by. So that's the difference between me and the other athletes. I have the ability to make product that people want. They don't have to, they hold up the can, right? They tell you to drink the Pepsi. I make the Pepsi that they tell you to buy. Boom. That's the difference between me and them. Boom. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, the other thing that you hear about athletes is, at least with regards to investing in a company or getting some kind of deal, that everyone thinks it's easy because at least they can play off their name. You know, they have their name, the fame of their name. Former NFL player, Martellus Bennett, Super Bowl champion. What's the other side of that coin? What's hard about being a former athlete and trying to do things in business? One thing I never, I don't want anybody. If I die and you remember me as an athlete, I failed at life. Like I don't want. I want to be so far removed from the idea, like, oh, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. That's how I should be mentioned. Because all this other cool shit, because think about football, it's only a small part of your life. The average career is three and a half years. The average lifespan in some places for a black man right now is over 25. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the average lifespan for a human being is like 75. So if, a, if, a, if I die at 75 years and my legacy is tied to three and a half to 10 years of my life, I didn't do a good job, right? If my daughter has to go to my funeral, be like, my dad won a Super Bowl, and so what? Like, mm -hmm. that's great, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I tell them, they, like, I show, like, I like to show what I bring to the table. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, I'm not a namesake, right? I'm part of the business. I am participating, we're coworkers. It's not like, a lot of guys are sign on to stuff, they use their name, and you'll never know. So the hard part is for me is like, I like to have creative control and show that I can actually make things, but there's a stigma of being an athlete that you can't really do that. So for me, I just have to continue to make things on my own, and then be like, boom, bitch. There, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Boom! We passed it. Yeah. Beep! And, and just, uh -huh. so I just go make things, because I knock on doors all the time. But people don't, they don't answer, you know what I'm saying? So if they're not gonna answer, 
then I have to go do it myself. And I'm okay with that because I believe in what I'm trying to make and the product that I'm doing, and I know that it's good. Mm. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm in a long game, right? I don't need to sell a, a million books right now, right? I need to sell a million books for the next 10 years, every year after that. So how do I build up an audience, a core audience for myself? Because the audience for football does not transition off the field unless you do broadcasting or uh -huh. NFL Network. They don't give a shit about this cool shit over here. So it's like, how do I build a new audience and a new following? So like for me, I didn't want to do like NFL Network or ESPN because I would be talking to the same people that saw me the whole time. So that's why with Yahoo Sports and the Complex Sports Show, it's a whole different audience. I get the Complex Sports brand and then I also get the Yahoo Sports brand and I get to talk to both audiences at the, new, at the same time. So I get to build this new audience while still talking to my old audience. And they don't want to keep up, cool. Yeah. But the new audience, I need them to spend their dollars on something more than a Martellus Bennett jersey. All those, those didn't, those didn't sell well either, especially in Green Bay. <laughs> Green Bay. You, yeah, you probably get them for like 50 cents right now. Yeah, they probably yes. get, oh, you want a Martellus Bennett jersey? Take it. <laughs> Take it. Take them all. Ban them all. They probably use them as toilet paper. But they're not burning them, at least. Yeah, I'm not that famous. Um, I've noticed you don't even use your name. You're not playing off your name with the children's books. I mean, it doesn't say, you know, Martellus Bennett. You have the, the stylized Marty in different colors with the backwards yeah. letter. But, you know, you're really not, it's not about trying to say, look, Martellus Bennett bringing you this. Yeah, because I feel like I'm trying to build something that lasts forever. If it's tied to my legacy as an athlete, then when I'm gone, it will have no momentum or can't keep selling. So I've pushed the product. Right, I don't push myself as the creator of the product. I put Marty because, like, first of all, Martellus Bennett is a really aggressive name. Like Martellus, like I can't even <laughs> say. I was in eighth grade before I knew how to spell that shit, and just to be like, so like, but Marty, Marty's like sounds like somebody you can hug. Like, oh, here comes right. Marty. Let's hug him. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's why I did. My parents they messed over me when they did me that. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I put Martellus Bennett on the application, I probably won't get the interview. But Marty Bennett. Yeah, he's going to get in. You don't know if he's a black man, a Jewish man, or what you're going to get when he walks in. So I just wrote with Marty half the time. But the main thing is to build a legacy for the company, not me. Like, recently, I called a company Martellus Bennett's Imagination Agency Studios. Mm. But still, on my product, I want to get to the point where there's no name on it, right? It just says Imagination, Martellus Bennett's Imagination Agency Studios. Like, that is the brand. Don't care who wrote it, who drew it, whatever. Our product is good to the point where you could just trust the name of it. There's the, the Marty signature that's on the books. Yeah, I don't want that on the book no more. That's on a TV show, too, though. That's from something. I don't know. Yeah. Something that's out there. There's uh, a lot of rules that people make in media that I don't think they're, everybody wants their credit. But, yeah. like, I feel like being able to play on really good teams and playing with the Patriots and learning from them is not about the credit. It's about the product, right? So we all get credit when the company does well. Like, we celebrate individuals within the company. I celebrate everybody all the time, like, whether it's through text messages in front of others. Like, that's a great job. We're Very, talking about imagination agency? Yeah. How many employees? Uh, we got, I just hired my best friend, Desi, so we got nine now. Nine employees? Yeah. yeah. But I don't think you need a lot of people for creativity. I think it, creativity gets watered down when there's multiple people in the room. So usually I like to focus on the ideas and be the, the person that creates the ideas and then bring the idea of what I have in mind to the team and it's their job to make that idea even better. But like just coming up with cool shit, I don't think you need a lot of people. You just need a, a blunt and a, a, a <laughs> and um, chilling somewhere. Like I'm just being honest, like that's just, that's part of my Blunt brand. feedback. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, blunt feedback is good too. <laughs> Uh, when, you, when you look now at sort of the state of pro sports, now that you're removed from it, especially the NFL, the political controversy in the NFL, but also sort of the, the changing landscape for watching live sports. I mean, 
you know, everyone harps on the ratings for the NFL and cord cutting. I mean, where do you think all that is going for pro sports, especially the NFL? I mean, is it going to continue declining? Well, people just too distracted now? No, not really, because the same amount of eyeballs are there. They're just measured differently. Like, nowadays, you pay with your eyeballs. Like, that's how people are making their money, the clicks and things. So it doesn't matter where you're watching it, because mm -hmm. everyone is still watching the game. They're just not watching the same way. What needs to change is the metrics of measuring it. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you're going to start changing things like that. But as far as the game goes, I think the more way places you can watch it, the better, right? It's better for the game that way. Like, you have eyes over here. It may not be millions on the Super Bowl, but the same amount of millions that were to watch the Super Bowl last year, watch it this year. They might just watch it through live stream or live tune in on Hulu or wherever it may be now. Yeah, they need to catch up with measuring that stuff. Yeah, that's what's wrong. It's the metrics that's wrong, not them. They still cashing in. It's a cash cow. They could print their own money. What but one you... thing about the NFL, though, they're not built for crisis. Absolutely. Yeah, they're not built for crisis, so they never handle crisis well. And so everyone else leads the way, and they never take, they never step in front of the, no, I don't want to say the bullet, but, you know, they never step up and, like, they straddle the fence. Well, what did you make of the Nike Kaepernick ad, Trump tweeting about it, Trump's ongoing angry tweets about the NFL? Trump just wants to be in the NFL because he tried to buy teams several times and they didn't mm -hmm. let him be in. Now he has more power than them in his mind, so he wants to destroy them because he didn't get to get in the boys' club. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's rich man problems. You know what I'm saying? That kind of shit. So he takes it out on them. And um, I thought the Kaepernick campaign was excellent because the people who are spending the, the biggest consumer in the, in the country is the African-American. Right? And buying those products, that's who you buy it from. Like, their stock went back up because there's so much support. Because right now, like, right now, every company needs to transition to be able to talk to all people, right? But everyone wants to feel included. And then when you include some people, everyone else starts to tear their socks up and tear them down. Like, you cut your socks off. That's stupid. You still have Nike socks on, they just don't have the Nike logo on it. You burning Nike shoes. And you paid for them already. And you burning shoes where they already got your money. Right. When you could have donated that money to the same veterans that you complain about that no, no. one supports. Like, no, so they'd it's just ra like they'd it's rather just, tweet angrily. Yeah, they, they just got Twitter thumbs, you know what I'm saying? Drake had the best line about that, you know what I'm saying? Twitter thumbs, but that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I think the NFL, I think it's interesting. I, I support Cap and everything he's doing. And I think that Nike did a good job with the campaign. It came off at the right time. And I think they're going to see a lot of increase of support from the community where the dollar is spent. Not the guy that's, that's on the soundstage just cutting off his sock because nobody wants to wear the shoes he's wearing. Uh, let's end this way. And I'm, I'm sorry we have to wrap up. Oh, yeah, where sorry. Will, where will Marty Bennett be in 10 years? I don't plan for 10 years out. Um, I just think that because you can't really plan for all right, my bad. Um, you can't really plan for 10 years out because there's so much growth within that 10-year span. So I try to keep it at three because I learn so much every single year that my goals change because sometimes my goals aren't big enough, right? And I realize that because I accomplish them quicker. So it's like, I don't know if I can set a goal big enough for me from 10 years now because I plan on reaching those steps so much faster. So I usually go about three years every once in a while. And like my ultimate goal is on the theme park, but you know, so other than that, yeah, I just kind of live day by day in the moment. All right. Martellus Bennett. All right.